0: Ron, this is Journey of an Esthete podcast, and we're blessed, honored to have one of the major American filmmakers live streaming now, uh, Mr. Andrew Bajowski, who has been on the show once before in 2019, before the pandemic, but he has a new film out, a terrific film, in some ways in keeping with his work overall, Very continuous and other ways of departure technologically. Post pandemic, it's called there there. It's hot off the presses. It's uh, on DVD. Get it. So welcome to our show, Andrew. And it's great after so many years to see you. Thank you Uh, so much. It's great to see you. um, I don't know where to begin. I sort of did. You want to begin talking about the new film, or, 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 you know,
1: whatever you prefer. But we might as well uh shall i describe it or what how would you like to start
0: um well i was lucky to watch it on my tv mm-hmm. you know and stream it which is very a contemporary way to see things right sure. that's very much what everybody's doing now but you're releasing it physically on 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 valentine's day right uh, Yeah. and um i feel you know i feel that that's really really smart uh choice and um but I just wanted to say, is, is it, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk for. You, I won't. I won't uh, go over long. But just as a viewer watching it in my home, the intimacy of it, the intimacy of the film you created matched perfectly the experience, viewing experience I had. So again, I haven't thought at all really about theater or not theater or home. But it's almost. It feels almost as if you made this film with at least one eye tuned to that kind of viewing experience of the intimacy on the couch or the sofa. That's that's you know. Part of it, I'm of course certainly not all of it, but there is that in the way you frame the, the characters. And but I, I was really impressed by a number of things. Of course, the performances are remarkable. Lily Taylor, Jason Schwartzman, this newcomer I don't know, who, uh, a couple of people I don't know, the mm-hmm. sponsor, the one who's a sponsor, and the man that's striking up uh, the bartender. Really, just terrific performances. And the writing, as usual, is strong. Um, but I did feel watching it that there's newer, more contemporary things in this story and in this film about things going on now with technology, or with legal matters or parenting or sexuality. Right. All th- these things are kind of really to the fore in this film. We felt they were to the fore. But talk, I talked too much to, to talk about the genesis of this and how you came to make this film. And
1: Well, it's a very, you know, extremely peculiar movie and a, and definitely a kind of. Um, grand leap-off-the-cliff experiment. Uh, So, you know, it's something that... I I mean, we made it in a way that, you know, I'd certainly never made anything, and I don't know if anybody had ever made anything. I got interested in this idea um, that, uh, you know, there's always... Editing is always... There's always a kind of lie in editing or or a lie that tells the truth, you know. there's there's. there's, And there is, as as you say, you know, ellipsis. Like every edit is an ellipsis. You're kind of jumping in space and time and trying to stitch these things together. So I was, and of course, you know, um, this was something I started to think about a lot during early early pandemic days when there was a there was a period of about three months when nobody could make a movie anywhere, and then people gradually started to kind of come back and build their bubble, all these things.
0: Hold that thought. I wanted to mention the musical instruments, of course. As a musician, I was very. Taken with the bass clarinet and all that, but we'll, we'll get back to that. Just remind me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So, you know, just thinking about. uh, Both kind of what's already there. Anytime you make a movie, these, this, this fakery of the edit and then what we were going through at that time that were, you know, uh, just this crazy idea of like, well, how do you, if you can't, if people can't be in a room together, then how do you do what we do? Mm -hmm. Um, And I got, Excited about the idea of like, well, maybe the answer is kind of right in front of us. Maybe, maybe maybe we do. I, I can I can shoot a scene with two people looking each other in the eye, and they can be a thousand miles apart from each other. Um, and so that's exactly what that's the And that, but I built the whole screenplay around that around because that. I thought let's let's make this and let's let you know let's let's create this illusion, but also let's lay the illusion bare. Um, so. You know, we made, we, we shot people, thousands of them. No two people ever appear in the same shot. They're, that's right. They're, they're never, they're never, they are never within a thousand miles of each other. Um, and I wrote something, I, I knew it was going to be bizarre <laughs> to, uh, to, to to make a movie that's a, about about distance, but also about connecting across distance or yeah. the struggle to connect across well, distance.
0: Oh, I thought I had a question. Of course, there's a bar scene at the end where you do have right physical proximity am i right i mean
1: no those those are three different a, bars you know that's, oh. a, that's a bar in texas a bar in los angeles and a, oh, interesting. Bit of a bar in italy
0: huh but you're creating the allude well you could talk about it i don't want to spoil it yeah you're creating, um a different um feeling that viewer.
1: sure well you know there's little and there would be little visual things to try to tie spaces together but it, it always is remarkable to me yeah um you know how much the mind wants to stitch these spaces together right. but i think if you go and look at it again mitch you'll see like there, there there are very clear differences to between um the bar behind him and the bar behind her and yet we kind of don't want to process that right um so uh and that's kind of what the movie was all about in a way was, yeah. was about this that that cognitive dissonance that feeling right.
0: Here we are in a me, very intimate. Space. That, I mean, well well, clearly these characters are having arguments and conversation. Yeah. And so I think your film is using the physical distance, but in a way, you're saying that our mind is creating a proximity that's not there, right? So of and, course. And and you say, of course, but um what's your feeling about that artistically in terms of if we do that, is that okay, or is or in other words. There's of course that postmodern thing of the awareness of the illusion, and I, I sort of feel like your film isn't really that. It, it isn't. It's actually, it's a little more intimate than that. I'm trying to try choose my words carefully. I feel like it's a film about love and relationships, much like your other work, much like mutual appreciation of beeswax or support the girl, girls, and that that's the core of this new film, mm-hmm. right? but within the environment of our change world. So it's, am I right? you kind of, I think you're trying to find some kind of balance is, is the word or some, what you, what you thought about that or.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a unique, you know, everything kind of followed from, from form. I, once I started to get excited about this particular weird way of working, this weird form, um, all, all the story then came from that. So mm-hmm. it, it it, of course, it's still about the things that, i think my movies are are always about yeah. um and yet and yet it had to be to be a very different feeling because you know it, and it made me appreciate how much when you do make a more conventional kind of movie um you're you're so much rooted in time and space you know, there's something that's kind of very important to the movie making process about unity unity
0: of time and and space. Yeah. Yeah. Going somewhere and
1: saying, this is where we, even if it's just, even even if you're just, you know, shooting in your front yard and you're saying, well, okay, I'm in, it's 2023 and I'm in Austin, Texas, like wherever, wherever you root yourself, it becomes very important to the Mm -hmm. movie and everywhere, every time I've shot a movie. And Mm -hmm. even when you're making a period piece in a way, you know, when we did your computer chess, which is a period piece, you're still kind of
0: love that Mm movie.
1: Thank you. We're, you're still rooting in wherever you are, and then kind of trying to build your right. your time tunnel. Um, and this was a movie where we weren't. I mean, it, it just it it kind of takes place in limbo, and so I had to write for limbo. But it's also a feeling I think that we're all we're all actually you know especially these days, and especially in pandemic era, like we're mm-hmm, all sure. very familiar oh, yeah. with that feeling of rootlessness.
0: Well, it's all the more interesting though that in my feeling in this film, you have so many contemporary things. I mean, there's yeah. explicit. I don't know if the word is jargon. There's a language coming from the recovery movement a lot yep. in this film. Yeah. And you have a sponsor and, and some of this stuff is a little went over my head. Of course, I'm used to that in your films. Just you put things in your films that sometimes go over my head. They're specific to the people. Um, and there's a sense in which I'm learning about there's a sense of compassion. I'm learning about these people. But I may have to ask you some informational questions about, you know, uh, well, what did this kid do? He put something on the Internet and all this. I don't know. It's weird. Sure. And, and she's very she has a very strong. She's very harsh about this man this woman dated, right? And she's that's part of, I guess, doing the right thing and having healthy relationships and all that, right? But then you discover this character has her own problems when she's a parent for sure, fighting mean, with that teacher and it taught. So I don't want to, I don't know if it's too early to jump to that, but again, there's a lot of psychological, sociological content in this film that feels like, um, feels really rich and feels really almost relevant to what people are experiencing now, pandemic or no pandemic. And so it's interesting that you're talking about shot, reverse shot, just one shot of the bar, behind the bar and sort of the formal properties of that. But yet again, I've said this before, broken record. I feel like you've, there's a real strong regard for things going on in people's lives. And so is that, talk about a little about that, the acting and just how you get, managed to get that in there And, and so. In, sort of in and despite the pandemic or with the pandemic. or Yeah.
1: Well, pandemic. I, in, I, I certainly, I credit the, the performers for, for, for the richness of those characters, because that was oh. this as usual, you know, the, the movie kind of lives and dies by, by performance. Um, yeah. So, at, at, you know, as, it was, as a writer, it was a bit of a high wire act because I'm essentially writing a series of, you know, very strange 15 minute, plays um right. and we have to approach them that yeah. way and as, as it, it was a huge lift for the actors it's the hardest thing i've ever asked an actor to do and you know right. i asked eight actors to do it Watch. yeah because it's you know it is these well first of all and to clarify this as well they were they were thousands of miles away from their scene partner they're also thousands of miles away often from from me you know myself and most of the core crew was right. was doing this was on zoom on zoom um, so they would be in a room with, you know, a, a kind of micro crew of maybe right. maybe two people. But I think the maximum was four ever. Um, so it really was nothing like a conventional shoot. They didn't have and the camera was always on them. And they were just having mm-hmm. to drill these 15 minute scenes over and over and over again. It was pretty, pretty grueling. Um, and without that sense of, you know, without being able to look to.
0: Right. To the next door person. Yeah. So it's the complete absence of the proximity of a crew or people in the same room. See, that, that fascinates me because I was watching the film and I'm, I've, I've seen it twice now. And I was mindful of this formal conceit, if you, if you will, yeah. of the pandemic. But I was also mindful of, again, is there something, it's almost like those, um, if there are restrictions or those constraints made these other things flower more. In other words, it's sort of interesting, made sort of something about human relationships in, quote unquote, ordinary time. Yeah. More powerful in a way. I don't know. It's just a thought. I don't know what you.
1: Well, you I think know. that's what we're going. It's like the more we push people apart, the more they have to reach toward each other. You know, I think right. that was a lot of what the movie was about, was, was about trying to, you know, they're, they're strained intimacies, but but intimacies nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I mean it's um we'll we'll keep talking cuz it's it's interesting to me just the these actors and Lily Taylor and this uh um. Well I,
1: yeah, and my other thought and, and I certainly feel it so much in that in that first scene is that you know so much of what an actor does anyway is um is is project a kind of fantasy even if even if the people are in the same room and even if you have all kinds of verisimilitude right. on the set and even if they can roam around the set you know there's still this sense that they they have to work from imagination. You know, they have to imagine that that Lily Taylor has to imagine that she is not Lily Taylor, the actor, showing up for work, but that she right, right. is whoever this person is and with whatever relationship she has. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of push that to an extreme where we deny her deny- the partner and we deny yeah. her half of the scene. But in a way, she's still doing the same work and maybe working all the harder.
0: To, right.
1: to imagine awesome. this person on the other end, and there's something very magical and exciting to me about watching watching Lily Taylor imagine this man, and then I cut to her imagination, right? Then and, and I watched Lenny imagine his way back to her. It's uh, there's, it, it, there's it's something. it's
0: it's brilliant for you to release it on Valentine's Day, I must say, because <laughs> well,
1: it's uh, that's 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 the the doing of our distributor, but uh bless them, and it is you know, that's funny because it starts in a there's certainly elements of romance in it but it's, oh, yeah. uh, it ain't it ain't your it ain't your conventional rom-com.
0: No, it's not a rom-com but it has the uh, um see I see I feel there's just there's a I don't know if sweetness is the word but there's a compassion in it. Yeah, that, that delivers to an audience what they would get from a rom-com actually. Right. right. Um, well it's, you know, it's dark
1: too. I mean it's a it's a it's a oh. difficult movie for sure.
0: Oh, yo, yeah, has dark. Well we could talk about. It. I mean so did you when you were writing it were you thinking about I want to cover this things going on in classrooms or kids doing, doing this violation. I don't know. Again, a lot of it was over my head because I'm not a parent and I don't go to parent check. PTA yep. means. So maybe I'm not the ideal audience with them. I don't know but I, you know, but uh, talk about, you're coming up with these ideas about what's going on, the legal stuff, you know, the lawyers struggling with this, uh-huh. just whatever comes to your mind when you're, when you're thinking about these issues in, in society and putting them in. The, in
1: the you know, well, it started with the relationship because once I, Because I knew once I had the structure um, and and I knew I wanted to I I wanted this all to be these these strained intimacies. You know, it became kind of variations on a theme and and, uh, things started to grow out of that. What's what's the feeling I can get from this process? And, you know, I'd never done it this way before. Uh, Nobody had. So I was I was trying to imagine my way into it. But I was thinking about essentially I was thinking about relationships that are that need trust to survive. And so, you know, of course there's the romantic relationship, right. but also, you know, parent teacher as a parent, there's something very uh, it's a, it's a very peculiar relationship because, you know, as, as I speak to you now, my kids are in school right. and they're, they're with their teachers all day. It's a huge wow. chunk of their lives it is. that yeah. I know so little about um, because I'm not there. Uh, so it is always a little, Peculiar when you come face to face with the the teacher and you think, you know, oh, you-
0: one of the things that I found brilliant about your film is the the surprise of the viewer's expectations. This person is a sponsor, right? That's some kind yeah. of recovery sponsor. And yet in this other context, they're not so well. So they're far from they're in, very imperfect. And there's, there's a there's a so that's sure. very, very clever on your part to show these. Different sides of this person, you know. He how the an evaluation and yeah. evaluation. One of yeah. the
1: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's a, it's a, certainly a complex character. It's a and and so yeah. This woman who um, is is an AA sponsor. Uh, you 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 meet her again in a different context in yeah. which she kind of tearing someone apart. Um, yeah. And yet, you know, and and I talked a lot about this with with the actor. I talked a lot about mm-hmm. it with with various um you know i have i'm i as we were speaking of earlier i'm i'm not in recovery myself but i do right. have plenty of friends who are who are in that program and i the more the more i've gotten to learn about you know aa and related programs right. over the years the more i am kind of in awe that it. it's it's oh, sort yeah. of miraculous what they do there
0: oh absolutely sure um well there there's there's the, there's the um the wisdom of it and in the fact that it really Sometimes saves lives. I mean, in terms of, I mean, saving. I think
1: frequently (laughs) saves lives. Absolutely, it kind
0: of saves lives. Um, And that, so I guess that's the way you include that in this film, without making the film be about that. See, that's 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 a writing thing. That's an impressive thing to me because I feel like that you're honoring that, but you also use it as this kind of launching pad for these other things. It's just very exciting. Another reason to get the film, but. but you, of course, you talk to the actors about it, and then, and, and then, of course, that that person who is um, the teacher, you you see her from the beginning, to the end, so all the characters connect. It's it is like a play. It is like a th- great three act play or something, or two act play um, on film. It's yeah, it has that, it has that said tightness of construction. It's not. It's far from, yeah, it's yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so I think you know, screenwriting is is kind of nothing but structure. It's. Yeah. It's, uh and I don't I don't know what a story is until I know how it's built. And then usually it falls into place. But it's uh Yeah. My my you know, my wife is a novelist and she, she has yeah. to make magic out of the words, but that's 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 not my beat. My beat is just trying to trying to trying to build a you know, girding and places to put things and then then you go and get a crew and they make it magic.
0: Well, I'd love to have her on the podcast as you know I wanted to sure. Talk about all the houses and um, yeah, her Simon Vale. I mean, that's a whole that's a whole other topic. That I would love sure, to get into. But she's a she's a fine novelist, and it's interesting that you. Well, that makes me wonder. Do you discuss these kinds of things as as uh, um, in terms of never having married a creative person like that? I don't know what that. I'm sure that must come up, right? Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe you just talk to your kids, or I don't know.
1: Well, we I, we talk plenty about our struggles. You know, we share oh. our, our miseries all the time. Okay. Um, that's the that's the danger of two uh, creative people marrying is that you know in, instead of just purely being supportive uh, yeah. I, she'll say I'm miserable and I'll say oh me too <laughs> and we just you know and we just uh, compete over our miseries well
0: how, how how remarkable you made this film in this pandemic using those 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 rules almost like dogma 95 almost yeah yeah like dogma 95 on on, on or on Right, kind of, um, and yet it's almost like a whole way of making a movie. Maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah, we we uh, we invented some. I mean, I you know, i I'm, it, it was the first of its kind, and I suspect it'll be the last of its kind. It's not, oh. it's not, I, I although I'd be thrilled if anybody else tried it. Um, Interesting, but uh, and well, the funny thing, you know, the movie is quite modular. I, I always like the idea that, uh, and and we thought about, you know, it was, it was kind of a, a little too much work for us to bother to do but i thought about making uh you know alternate sound mixes available because you know one thing about this movie is if there's there's eight performers in there if you if you Mm -hmm. don't like one of them you can sub it out you know you can you can go shoot yourself and and put yourself in the movie pretty easily because two performers never share a shot Mm -hmm.
0: um so i liked i like that idea and i thought one of the advantages of your film is you can get actors that we've seen in other contexts yeah do things that other films don't allow them to do. So, I mean, Jason Schwartzman goes to places in this film. Yeah, did you allow him to do so? The time and just on him as an actor, he's been in some great films, but those films don't go, of course, as far as you know. You know, that's that's yeah, that's really. Um,
1: I was so so crazy. lucky to have him, and he was he was the first one we shot with, so he was really our our guinea pig for this process, and was so so engaged and so helpful and so yeah. You know, so had so much faith in our crazy thing um, nice. so I have an immense debt of gratitude to him um and yeah as you say I mean I thought it was a I, I was very excited about him in this role because it in some ways it kind of plays off of a you know a, a, a persona that he's developed or that people are familiar with but I, but I hope we get to take it to places that that people haven't seen him go before and I do think it is really you know there's a kind of there's a there's a depth to it and there's a kind of um, self-loathing to that character for sure. But he's, you know, it's also just kind of an extraordinary comic performance. He is really an amazing comic actor.
0: Oh yeah. What do you see as, if any, the differences between sort of quote unquote dramatic or serious performance and comic performance? Because you you, just now you described these as different modes. Um, Yeah. Do you, um, what are your thoughts on that? that's a
1: good question i don't know i mean to me they're intertwined certainly and i always feel like you know i always feel like you can't be you can't be funny without being serious and you can't be serious without being funny you know Uh, i mean my my my, i think my favorites maybe have have aspects of of both going at all times and it's just kind of you know where on that where on that uh what's the word <laughs> uh spectrum where in that spectrum oh, yeah. you, you, you you're gonna lean um that's a good question i don't know i mean but i think when, when i say a comic performance i mean there are certainly there are great comic actors who kind of always go for for the laugh and and or uh, the people with the deep improv backgrounds and you know the yeah. like saturday night live people i mean there there are people who just have, a, have a particular extraordinary talent to always find a laugh. I see. And what I think is, and I, and I admire that hugely, it's kind of rarely what I'm... <laughs> I haven't really had a use for that exactly right. in my movies, but I think that skill... You, you can take that same skill set and, and if you just kind of point it away from punchlines, yeah. those can be the most electrifying actors you know or you know i don't know someone like robert downey who you know
0: yeah
1: with just that that electricity he always had and i think still has although i haven't haven't kept up with all the marvel stuff but um you know he's someone i think of as having that same kind of like comic intensity but he can but he can deploy it for anything Mm -hmm. um and so you know i think that's uh, certainly i felt like we were getting at some of that with with schwartzman is like taking these great home yeah. comic instincts and he's doing a but there's not always a punchline sometimes he's just it's just he's just floating in an existential space but with that kind of aliveness
0: yeah i mean it's uh again that's just one very important but uh, still one just one aspect of this this feature this picture it's just yeah um, it's um so, anything else you want to talk about in terms of post-production or production or anything that comes to your mind that's important to you? Or,
1: uh, well, I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a tough. It's a tough project. It was. It, it was. Yeah. A, it was. Even though it's in some ways quite simple, you know, there's, it's mm-hmm. kind of for the vast majority of the movie, it's just shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot, and it seems right. like it should be easy, and it is. It's easy-ish, but. Um, being locking myself into these formal constraints, that we, we had to shoot so much material to try to make sense of it. So perversely, for such a simple movie, it's you know I had about eighty hours of material, which I'm sure is the most I've ever had. Um, and huh. So definitely, I was you know locked locked in this room uh, yeah. editing for 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 many many months and trying to trying to find it and make sense of it. Um,
0: well, if, if you think about it, that's like you going back to your documentary, Rob Moss roots right? In a way. If well you know,
1: everything is yeah
0: right i mean so there's a sense in which there's again it's something totally new new conditions pandemic but this very old you know um not just rob moss but the mit you know the goph sure. and that but that's always been part of your i think part of your style i think right if you wanted to talk about that if that would be great but yeah but i know that's something that you're that's part of you you know not just
1: oh yeah i, I drank that i drank Kool-Aid. a lot of that kool aid um the uh as you meant, Rob Moss was one of my teachers at, at, uh, Harvard when I was there as an undergrad, yeah. um, Dick Rogers, Alfred Gazzetti, Ross McElwee, there was a whole crew there.
0: Um,
1: and, uh, and documentary was really the backbone of that program. They've had great narrative filmmakers there as well. And I was lucky to study with Ackerman, Ackerman uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was incredibly lucky to be there when I was and to, to have the mentors that I did. Um, and you know Ackerman and Makaveev for for all they don't have in common one thing they they do have in common is that they both had a a pretty fluid uh sense of of narrative and documentary you know they 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 both they worked in both and they were taking from both and right. um and so I think that was really it, it informed everything I know about filmmaking yeah. to me to me what's interesting about filmmaking is the documentary aspect, even when you're making a tightly controlled narrative, um, you, you can't control everything and you shouldn't control everything. And if it's going to be yeah. good, a lot of what is good about it is going to come from the the uncontrolled aspects.
0: The unknown, the, the, the unknown, the, the mysterious aspect of human yeah. existence yeah, itself. I mean, yeah, I, I'm just thinking now you must be somewhat affected or interested in Shanta Ackerman, Ackerman who we I was watching her films 25 30 years ago mm-hmm. you study with her and she's at the top of sight and sound greatest film you must and it's your, amazing yeah what do you what's your impression of that is it late to the party but it's still the party but yeah it's a... I
1: won you know it's fun I mean I know I I can only imagine that she um would have had some kind of uh <laughs> you know <laughs> disdain for that whole Sure. Process? Sure. While also concurring with their results. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 sure she would be pleased to uh to be considered yeah. the maker of the greatest film of all time.
0: That's remarkable, right? I mean what do you
1: Yeah, it it yeah. is. It's 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 strange times we live in, but uh you know, not <laughs> all not all bad.
0: Not all bad, yeah. I mean does that mean you think there's an evaluation in a larger culture or reevaluation about what a movie is in a philosophic sense if that if that occurred or, or do you think it's just a I guess I'm wondering could that happen or would that happen and and if it did happen would that be good or bad or both you know what I mean sort of. that's well, interesting...
1: I think I think everything's up for grabs I mean you know yeah. you're asking the kind of the big questions now but I feel like uh you know you, you and I both probably grew up with this idea of a uh, you know a, a canon and a hierarchical canon and you know these this is and you know it's not that I it's not that I ever put too much faith in uh than any of that or you know Citizen Kane is the all-time greatest Vertigo is the all-time great like I, I love Citizen Kane I love Vertigo I I, I never had anything invested in yeah. them being at the at the top sure. of the mountain and everything else yeah. you know and and there's always been plenty of debate about these things and yet I think there was this sense and and we're not just talking about filmmaking now we're also talking about an entire Literature. entire culture obviously yeah. filmmaking's the least of it an entire mm-hmm. culture that's in extraordinary upheaval and all kinds of received ideas are floating away and so it's like a very exciting time to mm-hmm. uh, to be to be around and to be yeah. but it's also terrifying because of course you know a lot of it is when things are unstable you have a lot of battles and you have you you have a lot of people you know fighting over territory and i we who knows i mean you know i think people yeah i mean that's
0: that's that's well that's the more political aspect of it i guess or
1: but i I think it's i mean it is is political of course but it's also it's also just cultural it's also interesting this sense i think of like um you know who no one really knows what's What's important anymore? No one really knows what's bedrock anymore. Um uh-huh. and we'll we'll see.
0: Well, you know, my podcast is um humble and homely, I guess as it is, is is um invested in the notion that these things are kind of knowable, that well, that artistic quality is 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 at a minimum base knowable, that it's not not totally random and capricious. Right. That's something there there. Mm-hmm. but it's also predicated on a profound egalitarianism actually I'm, i've talked about television and co- you know <clears throat> pop moot things and and things that are very very rare and esoteric and embracing both so i don't know if that i don't know if that perspective is in keeping with the times or not i don't know i sort of feel like you know i don't i don't really know it's 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 um i guess it's a short, short way of saying that um well there's no the notion that there's no bedrock or there's nothing to hold on to i think uh for me the, the, that the arts matter is what you can hold on to. And that's, it's to me a secondary question, you know, how you evaluate. Right. I think yeah. but you know, but evaluation is, um, you know, I'm somebody that doesn't like to live in dramatic times. No, me neither. I mean, I really hate it actually. Uh, uh-huh. I, I'm so in love with the quotidian and so in love with smallness. And I, I feel like, um, I'd much rather be living in an age with no major world wars and no, you know, upheaval and debates. So, and there's a sense of which <laughs> this is, you know, when I say this, it offends a lot of people because they feel like I'm being sort of selfish because I guess either because they're unconscious of how much they are suited for such times, right? If they're an yeah. activist, for example. But I'm, I'm aware that there's different personality types and you can live in an age, like I feel like I'm living an age to which I'm not very well suited and doesn't doesn't sit right on me. And I'm aware of that and I have to, mindful of that of course nevertheless I live in it and do right. But I'm just wanting somebody that really relishes it, like a like a culture warrior or somebody that has yes. a sense of what should be taught in schools or not. They might be may find the situation not frustrating because they're losing, but exhilarating because they love the drama of it. So sure. I'm sure there are folks like that. That's not me. Yeah. You're saying that you're closer to me. I don't know. Actually everybody everybody's a spectrum. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: No, no. I'm a I'm a I'm a peace loving fellow, for sure. And I don't yeah. you know culture war is <laughs> not not my idea of fun
0: yeah so but that's what's going on around us now so it's just interesting maybe that's in this latest film there's some a little bit of that i think in this in your film well i'm i'm
1: reacting to it and feeling i don't i don't don't know that um yeah i don't know that it's part of the text per se but but certainly it affects i mean every every artist i know of every sort is has to grapple with this one way or another now because it's you you can't not. I mean, the you know the, what is that? Leonard Cohen has the uh, so many great songs, but uh, there is a war. You remember that one? Yeah. Song, yeah. And you know, there is a war between men and women. There's a war between rich and poor. There's a war between those who think there is a war and those who think there isn't. I, I think that's right. I'm I'm misquoting, but uh, yes, that's very true. Yeah, you know, it's like you can't you can't you can't not be in the war. Really, it's not optional.
0: It's not optional. Interesting. I have to grapple with that. I don't know what to do. Say more. That's an interesting, say more about that. You can't, so it's not an option because of existence or because of social existence or, or how, because, because of what's at stake or is it?
1: Because it's a, because it's a war, because it's all encompassing, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's, uh and, and, and it's interesting how it kind of came for, because for, I think for a long time, again, I think, you know, a couple decades ago, there was the sense that, um, the arts play by their own rules, and like ev- everything is justified in in art. You can go and, oh, or or, or you know that that you know. And I, and I always kind of bought into this. I think the idea that like the, you know, the, the social responsibility of the artist is to make good art. Right. I mean, if you oh. if you make something that's that means something to people and it's worthwhile, then it kind of can be anything. Um, and I still essentially believe that,
0: uh-huh. but.
1: You know, now, Uh,
0: yeah, I guess now,
1: now, now we're kind of on the battleground.
0: Interesting. Uh, So
1: you, it's not, it's not, you can't, you can't opt out of being on a battleground.
0: Interesting. And that takes a lot of forms, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: What are the battle lines? If it's a battleground, what are the, what do you think of the, of the, of the, Or the, or the, or the, um, Forces are, that are that are in combat, if that's the metaphor. Well, like, I, don't
1: I, mean, well I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah.
1: Because there are so many, there's so many factors to this, and I can't yeah. untangle all of it. But you're oh, talking gosh. about, I I think movies. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is true of all arts, but movies in particular, like you know, they're they're very much you're you you're, you're on cultural ground and technological ground and, oh, and you know economic ground, and all those things have shifted. Wildly in my, in, and I guess I've been shifting wildly all along. It's not like you could find, you right. know, I mean, I can complain about how much it's changed in 20 years, but I don't know that you could find any 20 year right. period in the movies where things didn't change hugely. Um, so, you know, I think as all that stuff moves and shifts, we, we also are, are in an age where we're, we're glutted with quote unquote content.
0: Right.
1: Um, and that, changes things to some extent when there's kind of infinite possibility. And then, you know, and then there become these questions about like, well, what what stories to tell? Yeah. And what stories are, are worth telling or what stories are acceptable to tell or what stories, you know, have we have been told too much? So we, we got to stop. Well, telling them.
0: well, well th- thank you very much. You've now hit upon because I was a little puzzled at first, but that's why this the bad, That's why there is objectively a battle. So you're saying when you have a glut of stuff, that's when it becomes I won't say indispensable. I'll say inevitable mm-hmm. that you're going to have to weed some stuff out and make some tough choices. And maybe that's the battle. Is that kind of, it's kind of a battle, I guess. I never I hadn't thought.
1: I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm talking my. I, I, yeah. There's there's so there's this is, stuff goes so deep, and there's so so yeah. many things going on at once that yeah. Um, I don't mean to. I don't mean to reduce anything to to anything oh. too too simple because I don't think any of it's simple. Huh. Uh, but I do think. You know, I th- yeah, I think there are there are hard questions to be to be asked and addressed about what's yeah what's worth doing with this medium right now and what's what's oh. needed with this medium right now. I mean, Lord knows, as far as the content goes, like m- most, most of it feels you can't I can't get out of bed in the morning and say the world needs another movie. It doesn't. Um but you know, yeah. But you know, I still want to be able to contribute something of course. Like you want to make something. You make these things for yeah. use. It's like making a a table or a chair. You want someone to use it for something.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a very you know Hindemith's work a lot. Hindemith had a. The composer Hindemith had an idea of use music actually. Mm. Um, music for use. So did Kurt bio Actually, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's come to mind, but. The idea that an artwork is for like a, like a table or like a. Um, that's very foreign to my view of, of, of it i suppose but uh uh-huh. and maybe i should come around to that i don't know it's just not doesn't sit right with me for you know because i um, well what
1: yeah. uh, what 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 would the alternative be
0: so for me all art um, is an expression of human interiority mm-hmm. and it's taking that human interiority and making an object out of it extracted from daily life. That could be a performance, that could be this piano, right? And that thing that you extract from it that we call culture and art is a way for us working out who we are and asking better questions and answering questions. That for me is actually what art is. Now, I I see where utility might play a role in that, but that's a little different than a utilitarian. So it's not really, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, I don't know, I just, I have, to, I have to worry, but that's just, that would be my, if you're asking me, that's my.
1: Well, you, you, you may just be having a, uh, you know, a, uh, a deeper read on this. than I, I mean, to me, that is a, a use <laughs> that, that okay. is, that is a utility, right? I mean, okay, one, yeah,
0: yeah, you're right.
1: You, you, you make the thing and then you put it out there and then somebody gets something out of it, uh, right. uh, whatever that is. I mean, that's, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I, I have no, no smaller or bigger purpose than that, than that these yeah. things. Resonate for somebody and maybe mean something. Sure.
0: That makes sense. Um, well, there's also a question of mattering too. Like, what matters? I mean, there may be. A, there may be. I mean, I don't see myself as in a battle, but I would certainly if somebody. I suppose I find myself fighting with other human beings that want to decide what matters and doesn't. And so, maybe, of course, of course. So maybe that's what the battle is about. But you know, again, of course, there's hierarchy. I'm sure there's a hierarchy of mattering, right? I mean, if you if you're starving, you know, there's things that matter, food. I mean, there's different, but I don't I'm not sure we can quantify that. And so I'm not sure we can quantify that in ways that any side of a battle would think you can quantify it, and that may be the trick. Trick, right? So,
1: yeah, I'm yeah certainly inclined to agree with you there. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I I, I don't know how you make these judgments, but you know, I mean, th- there will be people who fight over it. And ultimately, the culture will kind of. Work side. it out on its own, one way or another. I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what lasts in twenty years, fifty years, a hundred years. I, and I have no idea. I don't know, think anybody does.
0: That could be a technological thing too. Right? That's
1: a huge part of it, for sure.
0: What role do you think technology plays in on all that? If you, if you, if you think...
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I do wonder. I've I've had this nagging fear in the back of my head that that you know, to to a large extent, maybe internet connectivity has kind of itself taken the place of some of what what art used to be huh necessary for you know when you can kind of connect to everything all the time in this very you know kind of clumsy and dumb way hmm. um yeah but does that serve some of the purpose for people that that watching a movie or reading a book or seeing a performance or listening to music used to do, because that, you know, that, that, that used to be your connectivity outside of your home was, was through this kind of beautiful expression of something. And now it can be much more direct than that, which is, you know, quite interesting, but yeah um, maybe less inspiring.
0: Well, I my, my, I would quit. Criti- so my criticism of that would be that. Um, so, so. If one wants to live in a world in which there aren't these extracted objects, works of art and culture, and that you replace that with just human relationship, is that what you're so the so on the internet or whatever? There, I think there's a reason why humans have never done that, or there's a reason why humans have heretofore not opted for that. Sure. Um, and so that's I think there's a w- wisdom in that. So I would not like. So again, this is probably my bias. on, you know I mean everybody look we all have our biases. I'm not. Yeah. You know, and so, um, um, well, I, I guess my view is that art comes, is sort of connected to religious faith, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people in religions often are in religion for community, the church, for example, or the temple. But even those that that's the most important thing will remind themselves that it's not really, it's nothing greater than even that. That's idolatry, that there's this abstract And that's kind of where I'm coming from. For for, for me, the art function is kind of this this sort of abstract, dare I say, metaphysical thing that transcends. In other words, it exists because you you can't get it from your relationships or from society. Yeah. Right. Now it would be very undesirable to live in a world where people forgot that. Now we might be forgetting it now. I fear, because of the glut of content, possibly that could cause people to lose sight of that. And I can tell you, in doing my podcast, I'm I'm astonished and shocked. To learn how unimportant art is to many people, I have learned that. Sure, you're well, doing this. It's amazing to me. Well, I didn't, I didn't know this, and naive me, silly me, but I thought you know, I think entertainment's very important to them. But I'm not sure. It might be more entertainment, to put it that way, than art per se. But I don't know. Maybe that'll change. And it's hard to it's hard to get a read too because um, you might have thoughts about it. But uh,
1: no, I don't know. I I, don't, I mean, yeah. I I have the same question. Do you? Uh, what is do you think entertainment is a, a, a separate discipline from art or is are no. they intertwined and
0: no, they're not separate. What I mean is that the people from whom art is unimportant or not as important, which is something I'm learning about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that they make an exception for the popular arts. So they make. so in other words, that's not important, but the new Marvel film might be very, very important or something, you sure. know? And so, In a way, it's a backhanded couple of mine saying, well, at least they are honoring art, but it's only it's a very small sliver. And that's not good either. Right. So and actually, that's not only not good. That's in keeping with them having forgotten about art specialness, that they're trying to replace it with intimacy or relationship. It's the question of the real world, like what is the real world? Right. And it's the question Hannah Arendt talks about, especially in the human condition, where she says that, you know, Hannah Arendt says that cognition and thought are separate. They're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we confuse, we think thinking is cognition, you know, thinking is just kind of, that's why she could say Eichmann didn't think. So for her, thinking is not just stuff in your mind. Thinking automatically has to involve compassion, regard. In other words, she has a very narrow definition of thinking, uh-huh. an accurate definition, actually. I think that's how we should, but I'm saying, you know, it's kind of like that. It's like art <laughs> isn't just, and that says it's not just utility. So she would just, she would come down hard on you. I mean, I'm not, but I'm just saying sure. she she yeah. thought that the very definition of art is that it's not utility. Uh-huh. Know, by the human condition, she goes to great. She thinks that the, that's one of the mistakes Marx makes, by the way, is, is the confusion of the two. And but that's just her being a German Jew, right? That's her being. I'm sure if, if she were John Dewey who grew up in, you know, a more anglophone world. See, I think I think part of its culture, I think in this culture now, you know, we're in America, we're in the US. And in the US, we still think what you're getting at, you know, what get to it. We're very, we're very we like use. I mean, we like, we want to know how, we want to know how our money's spent. And, you know, it's a very, it's, it's yeah, that's cultural. Maybe that's changing. I, I've talked too long. I'm sorry, but I just, no, 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 yeah, I mean, it's, it's,
1: I'm, I'm, it's, well, it's all how you frame it, obviously, but uh, I'm, I'm, it's interesting to me to think about what, you know, what is and isn't useful because on the one hand, Lord knows, I mean, you know, the, the one thing that everything I've ever done has in common is that uh nobody asked for it. So in that sense, like of course mm-hmm. of course, of course it's kind of when I say I make these things for use, mm-hmm. I'm not fulfilling a a need in the market. The market never asked right. for them.
0: Never um
1: left. I'm 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 kinda going outside the market. And yet, you know, this even yeah. even this even if we say, no, 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 this isn't, you know, this is, this is, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to entertain you. I'm not going to give you anything you ask for or anything you want, but you're going to get something out of it. Like to to me, that's, yeah. that's still useful. Or I hope that's useful. Or sure, I aspire to true. be useful. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't want to just, you know, wash over you and be pointless. I mean, I can be pointless, but you know, I, I want to be pointless in a way that's useful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. Well, I think I feel that in this conversation, you have a very broad, expanded definition of use. Probably um, one that—it's
1: because plumped. I'm desperate to be useful. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, it's you—you—you you, you don't want to. I, as far as exploring interiority, like I'm—I'm I'm not interested enough in myself. I think to to just want to make a lifetime out of, sure. you know, pulling out the innards and saying, "Here you go." I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't just want to be cat dropping the mouse on your doorstep and saying, you know, you should thank me for this.
0: Uh, Right. But when I say you see when I use the word interiority, certain things I have certain associations that might not be another person. So, for example, I don't mean introspection necessarily, Mm -hmm. by the way. So by interiority, I basically mean what, what makes me different in this table. And actually what makes me different from AI actually, even though sure. some disagree, it's basically undergoing experience, having emotions, having being human. That's my take on what it means to be human. I think that that is important. And I think art is about that. Now that's a very, again, that's a very general, maybe too general, but it works for me. I don't, I don't. Uh, if you wanna, and so within that, I'm sure there will be disagreements and sure among people. And but it seems to me your films get at the heart of that, which is one of the reasons I think while you've had the impact you've had in film and over over many years, and so that's that's a that's form of the ballnuts I think that that's you know certainly important to people. Well, the yeah. move the, yeah.
1: the move the movie is not done until somebody. I always feel that you know the audience is kind of the final collaborator, and and the yeah. by far the you know the least predictable collaborator for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know you don't I don't. The movie's not a movie until somebody's received exactly. it on the other end.
0: Absolutely, and you've always felt that when you go into a project. And, and
1: of course, yeah.
0: yeah, Andrew, is there anything else you want to talk about or think about before we, or uh, say about there there or anything you want cognate to
1: talk? about? Um, uh, well, uh, no, <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know, I, I it's a it's a very strange movie it's an interesting mm-hmm. uh, unique experience for all of us who did it and you know it's kind of had it's had a tough road out there because it is so so weird but I'm really yeah but what I'm hoping is like
0: when I again when I thought I thought this is gonna be a hit and I'm it's not isn't it you don't think it's gonna catch on to be this hit I mean
1: well it's it's certainly not a hit by any conventional metrics but yeah. um, what I hope You know, in a way, and and being perverse as I am, the fact that that we did kind of fly as under the radar as we did means that it's still it's still lying out there to be discovered. You know, so however, however people find their way to it, whenever they find their way to it, I I hope it's something that, again, will continue to be of use for uh, for years to come. And I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to have it out there in hiding if need be.
0: But you're doing this big release, physical release and
1: doing a physical release, which is also, you know, I mean, that's a whole other topic. Right. But in the age of um, everything being ephemeral and non-physical, it's you you see how quickly things can be disappeared. So it's it's nice also to, to know that that it will be there in some physical form for somebody.
0: I haven't read any reviews of it or seen any press on it at all. That's the thing. There hasn't been, or I don't know. I wouldn't know.
1: No, there's been some. There's been some, but it's been, you know, it's just it, again very, very glutted market. Very weird project.
0: Huh. I would think that the that the that the pandemic slash curious part of the project would make it again would be one of the things, right? That would make it big. But you know, I don't know. I mean, don't know again, I'm one person.
1: We'll 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 uh, we'll we'll do the final account. You know, five hundred years.
0: 500 years, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the
1: Shakespeare clock. The Shakespeare although, clock. Although he managed to be successful in his own time, so he was, he was wow. ahead of me on that one.
0: I feel you're successful, Andrew, and, I, and I, 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 pre- I appreciate you taking the time. I missed all this to talk about your film There, There. Thank you so much. Where should, where should people get it and watch it and how, what do you?
1: Uh, great question. Well, uh, you know, Magnolia is our distributor. They're putting out the DVD, Excellent. but it will also be for those of you who want the convenience of VOD. God bless you. Um, it, it should be available on all your uh, all your providers, Amazon and Apple and so forth. It's already available. I think, I believe the price goes down on February 14th. It goes from whatever the expensive VOD is to the less expensive VOD. So okay. uh, it is out there.
0: It's out there. The truth is out there. You're out there. This film is out there, and um, thanks thanks very much, Andrew, and happy Valentine's Day.
1: Thank you, Mitch, you too. Uh,
0: To be continued.
1: I look forward to it.
0: Thank you.